I don't know about you, but I cannot stand when I feel like no matter what I do, no matter how much I try to move forward, no matter the, the progression that I'm trying to take, um, it just seems to f- like be null and void as if like, I'm not actually doing anything at all whatsoever that you keep pushing through and you keep trying to break down the barrier or whatever it is that's standing in front of you. And it's like, man, I just want to figure out how to get forward. I just want to figure out how to have some form of breakthrough that I'm just, I want to get forward in whatever it is that I'm trying to do. And it's like, Every, every time that, you know, you, you take a step, it feels like something's holding you back. Something's holding on to you. And it's like you're attached to this giant, like, bungee core type thing. And you run full speed and it's like, bam, it knocks. And you feel like it just knocks you back. But there's a reason behind that. And there's a reason why you feel like this time and this season sucks. Because you're because you're being positioned for a divine appointment that you're being positioned so that you could be an actually in in the position that you're supposed to be in and that God can do what he's trying to do in your life it sucks when you feel like you're on a short leash and I've been there and I've had where moments where God had me on such a short leash where I didn't feel like I could run anywhere I can do anything and I just wanted to go forward I wanted to break free from the thing that God like that was holding me back but the thing is is what was holding me back was actually holding me in position that I could stand in I could stand in to wherever it is that God was wanting me to be at so that I could actually step into the greater form of my destiny and where I was at and so you feel like where you're at just completely sucks at the moment but God has something for you in store for all of this that what you're going through and what you're experiencing right now isn't going to be done in vain, that you're actually going to be uh, positioned so that you could have a divine opportunity, that you could have a collision with destiny, and God is positioning you right now, and you feel that tension, and you feel that angst, and you feel frustrated, and you feel like, you know what, God is going to use all of that angst, and all of that emotion, and all of that frustration, so that you can break free, until you can get, like, it builds up, like, propulsion behind you, so that you can break forward into your destiny, and you'll start sprinting towards what it is that God has for you, that many people are waiting for a divine opportunity, but divine opportunity is actually waiting for you right now. Divine opportunity is waiting for you right now and you are not waiting for it. It's not about time and it's not about season for you. It's about going, what are you going to do with what you have right now? Let me tell you something. Let me tell, let me tell you something about this right now that when you look at the parable of the talents, the one that Jesus tells about where one actually did something with it, the other one lost some of it, and the other person buried it. Doing something with what you have and what God has given you and losing a little bit of momentum or losing a little bit of steam is still doing better than burying your talent and not doing a thing with what God has given you. Many people are so afraid to take any form of action 
action because they feel like it will be imperfect because they don't have everything that they want to have around them at all whatsoever. But if you just take a little bit of action and make a little bit of progress, you'll see that you'll come a lot of bit away. That's right. If you take a little bit of action every single day that you will see that eventually you will reach a mile. If you take a little bit of action, you will see if you go one foot each day towards the progression of whatever it is that God is calling you to, you will see that eventually you will take 5,200 and whatever, how many feet are in a mile and that you will achieve that. You got to understand that on the tip, you only see the top of the iceberg. You don't see the rest of the iceberg. People are only going to see the parts that shine when it comes for your success. They will not always see the grimy, dirty work, the hours spent, the tears spent, the bloodshed that you did so that you can get to where it is that God is calling you to be. And so you have to be uh, on fire and take that momentum of that angst of the season of where you're at right now and allow it 5,280. Thank you so much, Holly. 5,280 steps is all you need to do and you've achieved a mile. Can you take 5,280 steps, one step each day to build out what it is that God wants to do in your life? Progressionally moving yourself forward. You know, people all the time say, well, I'm just waiting for time. I'm waiting for the right season. I'm waiting for a door to be opened. Maybe the door is waiting for you to turn the doorknob. Maybe the door was actually a calling that was left behind by somebody else that didn't pick up the call they didn't answer them they didn't answer when Jesus was calling them and so now you're left fulfilling what God has called them to and God's put it upon your life and so that door's a little rusty that door doesn't have as much movement as it used to and so you got to kick that door open to step into what it is that God has called you to my friends right now yeah that's right turn your crying into la tears of laughter tears of joy and Right now, it's, uh, it's an opportunity to kick forward that door uh, to your destiny. It's that opportunity to say, you know what? I'm just going to walk through this thing. I see the door. It doesn't look like it's open. It doesn't look like it's locked. Let me check the handle for a minute. It's not locked at all. Let me try pushing it open. Maybe you got to put a little bit of shoulder grease into it and push that door open into what it is that God's calling you to. And we need to be become more concerned about whether or not that we have the fruit that we're supposed to have because Jesus isn't concerned about time or season. When you look at it, when Jesus was doing, was Jesus was at the wedding and he and they said, we're out of wine. And his mother went and talked to him. You're door shy. That's cute and funny. Um, you know, when Jesus went, when they went to talk to Jesus's mother and Jesus's mother went and talked to him and he was like, listen, it's not yet my time. It's not, I'm not, this is not it. And then she turns and says, you know what? Do whatever it is that he says and tells you to do. And even though it wasn't his time, he literally just got done saying, this is not my time. You know, this word is for somebody. You know that this word is for a friend of yours, for a family member of yours, for a group of yours. I need you to share this broadcast. I need you to share this word because this is a now word for people right now to set, get set free from being stuck in monotony, being stuck in the everyday drag and pull where they feel like life is kicking them down. And you need to tag somebody that needs this. You need to send this to somebody, send it in a message, send it to a group, send it to a page. I don't care what you do with this video. Um, you, you, I don't even care if you 
you mock me. Go for it. Um, but you need you got to kick that door open. You got to break it open because when Jesus went to do the first miracle, he said, "You know what? It's not yet my time." The, his mother said, "You know what?" Go ahead and do whatever it is that he said he that he wants done. And then he said, you know what? Go ahead and pour the wine. Go ahead and pour the water into the buckets, into the barrels. And then he prayed over it. And there's a literal matter of seconds. See, God is time irrelevant from time, outside of time, in time, all around time. Uh, he, time is completely not a factor in this because even when he said it wasn't his time just a few seconds had passed and all of a sudden it becomes his time that makes no sense at all whatsoever other than the fact that time is irrelevant and so when Jesus goes and looks for fruit when he looks at the fig tree and he says there's no fruit on this fig tree and then condemns it but why did he condemn it? It wasn't even fig season. It wasn't the right season to actually bear fruit for the fig tree. But Jesus wasn't concerned about whether or not it was the season to bear frigs, figs. He was more concerned whether or not that he was going to have fruit. And we should be more concerned with having fruit in our lives and not so concerned about whether or not this is the right time, the right season. You know, I don't know. I'm not sure if I should go through this opportunity. It's There's all these other things that are building up inside of us, but we have to get to a point where we're willing to say, you know what, God, I want to just go through this door. There's a door in front of me right now. It doesn't feel like it's locked. It doesn't look locked. It, the, the door handle doesn't seem locked. Then maybe put a little shoulder into it just in case that, you know, that door hasn't been open in quite some time. And then if that door does happen to open in that moment, then walk through that door. Don't just sit there and go, well, then now, now the door's open. I don't know. And that's what happens. We do this all the time. We do this thing where like we get one, we get one foot into it and then we go, I don't know if it's God, but it's like clearly the pathway is illuminated. It looks like a pathway on top of in, in the airplane that illuminates when they turn the lights off and we're wondering if it's the correct path down the aisle. Yes, it's the correct path down the aisle. The door opened up wide for you. What are you expecting? Are do you, what other signs do you need? You know, blessed are those who would walk through the door without an invitation you got to just go ahead and take that step out but it's better for you to take a step out and sink and then not in the or to than to sit in the boat. Many people get stuck in sitting in the boat. Don't worry about all the critics that sit back in the boat. Walk on water. Peter at least took a few steps on water. Who cares about what the other disciples said? You know, look at him. He's getting out on the water. Who does he think he is? Oh, wow. He's just going to fall. He's going to sink. Oh, you know what? But Peter walked on water. He at least took a few steps and walked on water. At least we can give the guy the credit for that, that he had a enough faith inside of him that he would actually take a few a few moments to walk out on water and that we need to come into a place that we're going to take a few steps to walk out in faith, walk on water, and begin to step into the promises and the fulfillment of the promises of God in our life. But right now, you feel like every time that you run forward, you're on some type of bungee cord slingshot apparatus, and you get sucked right back to where you're at. But that's because you're being positioned right now. For a beautiful collision with destiny. That's right. He is wanting to destiny. Kairos and Kronos time. The plans of man and the plans of God are going to collide. And you're going to have a beautiful collision with destiny. And so you're not being held back. But you're being positioned so that when destiny comes 
by you that it hits exactly where it's at. And we are in a season for such a time as this. 2019, mark my words, is a season of such a time as this. Everything will kind of mount up to this. Everything will lead up to this moment that you're going to see a pinnacle moment in your life in 2019 that where it all makes sense, that you will realize that Everything that you've endured and the struggles and the strife and everything that you've done have been completely for a purpose, that they have not been in vain, that they, you have not suffered um, in vain. I love it when Peter says this, like, you have not suffered in vain if you've suffered. And it, basically, he was almost questioning whether or not people have really suffered in that moment. And I'm telling you right now, we are going to see something divine take place in 2019 where people are going to get slingshotted into their destiny, into their purpose, and God is going to do miraculous things through and with their lives, my friends. It is for such a time as this, and you have been positioned for such a time as this, where God is going to utilize everything that you've gone through, that you've experienced, that you've that you've done, all these past experiences from previous jobs that you had. Think about the time that you had when you were working at McDonald's and you didn't know why you were working there, why you were working, why you were flipping burgers or bagging groceries or whatever it is. But God's going to bring into remembrance the skill sets that you learn through that process and to embedder and to enrich, enrich your life so that when it comes time for you to step into whatever that destiny might be, then you know what? You will have the skills that are there that are a necessity. It's so important that you be trained and equipped that you, that you, that the Lord being able to use you in many different avenues in many different ways. But we got to rem, I got asked this question last Friday by someone I, um, one of the first people I ever mentored. And he said, Wesley, let me ask you this question. Is it okay that I, I, I've graduated this ministry school, um, I've done this, I've done that, um, I've done three years of this ministry school, I've interned with people, all this sort of stuff. I don't have a desire to go do ministry like my friends do. They want to go preach in crusades. They want to go preach in conferences. They want to equip people. But I feel like God's calling me to Hollywood. I feel like God is calling me to be an actor. But I don't feel like I'm doing like what my other friends are doing. Like, And it's like we all went to the same ministry school. And I said, you know what, man? That is perfectly fine. Because Jesus wants Holy Ghost on on fire, tongue-speaking, miracle-seeking actors in Hollywood. That he wants anointed lawyers. That he wants really, really Holy Ghost full of power, dunamis, kratos power, garbage men. You know how many accidents and incidents that garbage men probably see every single day? And that if we had a Holy Ghost garbage man going around each city um, picking up trash and then all of a sudden he sees an accident and he can go pray and minister and that person gets healed miraculously by the power of God. But no, everybody's trying to get into a pulpit. Listen, the pulpit isn't the pinnacle. 
The pinnacle is coming into a place of sonship. The pinnacle is coming into a place of knowing who you are. That's right. The pinnacle is identity. When you can step into the fullness of your identity, when you can step into the fullness of your confidence, the greatest sign of the baptism of the Holy Ghost isn't speaking in tongues, but is you being full of confidence that you are a son or you are a daughter in the kingdom. Kingdom, and that who you serve is the the God of the galaxies, the God of the universe. And so he wants to put people into high positions, positions of authority, positions of power, positions of influence, but not everybody can influence if everybody's behind a pulpit looking for a microphone. We got to find the people that are going to go out into the highways and byways. They're going to work in grocery stores. They're going to work at gas stations. We ultimately got to get to a place where we're comfortable and we're secure enough with being fully gifted, fully anointed, but fully being in a place where it, ex- it accelerates us and it puts us out there. My friends, my friends. Do not, do not for one moment be deceived that the pinnacle is the pulpit. Please do not fall for that. Do not fall for that thing where the pinnacle is the pulpit. That is not the pinnacle. The pinnacle is your sonship. The pinnacle is your daughtership. The pinnacle is your identity and coming into who it is. That you were always created to be. And I'm telling you that God has called you to be in a position of high influence wherever you're at. But some people are not in high influence because they're not where they're supposed to be at. And it's time to get to where you're supposed to be. Get to where it is that God's calling you. Get there. Come on. You can get there, like I said, one step at a time. You take one step every single day, 5,280 steps, you will make a mile. If you take one step every single day, one foot every single day, what would happen if you could take two feet every single day? Yeah, glory could fall in Denny's. Glory could fall at Walmart, as much as I don't like Walmart. Uh, glory can fall at Starbucks. Glory can fall anywhere you, anywhere there's a believer. Actually, you don't even need a believer. Glory can fall. Glory can fall in a lift car. Come on now. I'm telling you, go after it, friends. Go after the destiny. Go after the purpose. Don't worry about what other people are going to say. People are always going to say stuff no matter which way it goes. In the spectrum of the food chain, a wolf is not concerned with the opinion of the sheep it's about to eat, okay? Think about that for a moment. A wolf is not concerned. Let's let's make it Christian friendly. A lion is not concerned with the opinion of sheep or gazelle. Um, they're not concerned. And when, and when it comes down to it, when you know that you're called to this high position of influence, don't get concerned what other people say. People are going to say stuff all the time, but you be you and walk out into that calling, into that purpose, into that destiny of who you are and watch God be God on your behalf. And you will see a miraculous change and a miraculous turnabout in your life. That's right. You will see change and turnabout, turnaround in your life because of obedience. 
Step into it, my friends. Step into it. Too often I hear people say to me, Wesley, I want to get to where it is, but I don't have the ability. Wesley, you have a bigger platform than I do. I, I worked and worked and worked and worked until I got a bigger platform. And I just kept ministering and I kept ministering and I kept ministering. But yet there's people that got bigger platforms than me. You're, oh, I thought you were saying you're offended with me. I was like, I didn't even do anything offensive yet. Um, but all the time they're saying, Wesley, I want, I, I, you have the, you have this or you have that advantage. You, you have technical abilities and X, Y, and Z, or you have this or whatever it might be. I'm just using what God has put in my hand, friends. And that's all you have to do. Just use what God has put in your hand. Think about the woman with the oil. You know, I always love this story. I don't like sometimes I use it when I'm doing when I'm taking an offering. At the other times I use it like when we're talking about stuff like this. Look at the woman that has the oil. He's like, you know, the prophet comes by and she's like, we're starving. We're hungry. We don't have any food. We're never going to make it. We're going to die. Everything, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, what do you have? And she's like, I got that little jar of oil. And he goes, go find all the jars you have and use what you have right now and watch God multiply it. If you're faithful with the little, you will see God give you much. But you got to be faithful with the little. Many people aren't faithful with the little. They're too busy waiting on the much. When I have it all, I'll do it. When I have everything, when I have all the money, I'll take care of it. When I have this, I'll take care of that. When I do this, I'll, you know, when God does this, when I have the breakthrough, many people don't receive the breakthrough because they haven't broken out. You don't see like that's the thing is many people always want to go Wesley I just need to get the breakthrough if I can get the finances I'll come to the school if I can get the finances I'll go do that mission trip that you're talking about if I can get this if I can get that if listen most of the time we don't see the breakthrough in that because we actually haven't stepped out yet and when we begin to step out we actually see that something comes underneath our feet and the Lord uh, am I preaching this afternoon just a little bit um if, if we begin to step out in faith, God will ordain our steps and he will provide the platform that's necessary. But it's imperative that you actually step out and step away from where it is. You just got to step out onto the water, my friends. If you step out into the water, you're going to begin to see that you can take some steps out onto the water. Don't be like the people that sit in the boat that never do anything. And all they do is complain about the person who took the step out onto the water water. Who cares what they said? They're still in the boat. They never had the rush or the experience of stepping out on into the water, but you could have the rush and the experience of stepping out onto the water and taking a few steps of faith in today by just saying, you know what, Jesus, I heard you call me and I'm coming. I heard you call me and I'm coming. See, when you hear his voice, this is the important part about hearing his voice for yourself. This is why it's like my whole book is about encouraging you to build to so that you will actually listen to God for you. When you hear his voice, it begins to establish and build faith inside of you. That's right. When you hear his voice, it causes faith to be built. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. And so when you hear the word of the Lord, when you hear him speak your name, when he says, Holly, I'm calling you out into this off of that boat so that you can walk on water. And you hear the Lord, is that you? And he said, Holly, it's me. Come out, come out onto the water, Holly. And then, then you take steps out, and Holly, you're walking on water. It's that simple, friends. It's that simple. 
Everybody thinks you're crazy until they see it work. Everybody thinks you're crazy until they see it work. Friends, let the Lord speak to you. He just wants to have that relationship with you. I'm <laughs> just let him have that relationship with you where he speaks to you. Let him speak to you. Keep your eyes on him. And watch what he does. Watch what he does. Watch it. You will have a testimony. You don't have a testimony without a test. I don't know if you know that. There is no testimony with no test. And when you have the test and you pass, then you can tell of it. But with the test comes the story. Don't fear the test. Hearing the Lord takes faith, but it also brings faith when you hear him. Exactly, Jack. <laughs> you know it, Jack. Everyone will think you are crazy until it works. I'm sure everyone thought Mary Magdalene was crazy when she said the Christ resurrected until he walked through the wall. Everyone will think you're crazy until it works. You're going to have breakthrough. This isn't some feel good thing. I'm all about I'm all about grinding and hustling and making and getting out there and doing the work for yourself as well, but watching what Jesus will do on your behalf. Step out today, friends. 5,280 steps to a mile. Step out. I hope this encourages you. I hope this blesses you. I pray right now, God, give strength to those individuals who are fighting just to, to stay up on top of everything. Bring strength to their spirit. Bring strength to their soul right now. Bring strength to their body right now. Father, thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you so much for uh, working with us and being faithful and being patient and being kind and being compassionate. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you are compassionate, kind, and loving. Even though you you don't you don't you don't get mad when we struggle and get frustrated. But you come down and you say, here, let me hold your hand. Let me carry you. Let me carry you. Let me carry you. Jan Chapman, this, is, this right now is a season of him carrying you. Let him carry you. And it felt, and it felt like you were so alone. Because you, you, you looked around and you're like, where are the people at that are walking with me? Where are my friends? Where are the people that said that they would always be here? The people that said that they wouldn't leave my side. Where are they? Whoop. It started raining. I had to close my door. Where are the people at? They said that they would be here. And now they're not here. Well, Jan, the reason why you don't see anyone walking with you is because the Lord's carrying you.
The Lord is carrying you in this season right now. The Lord is carrying you in this season right now. And I just see peace. I see peace coming over right now for you. And just, Father, let peace come like a blanket. Let peace come like a blanket right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that peace will overcome Jan and it'll be like a blanket on a cold winter day where just that that comfort and that warmth come upon her right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father, you are going to just overwhelm her with peace right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. He's so good. He's so good. He is so good, guys. He is just encouraging you. He is encouraging you right now. What's going on, Mr. Christopher Lionheart Mora? Bless you, my friend. Jeremy Hunter, saw you just walk in, man, or I don't know if walked in is the appropriate term. But thank you, Lord. Thank you. You know, Jeremy, when you when you came into the broadcast, I think you're still in here. When you came in, I saw that I saw this leaf that was lying on the ground, and I said, "Lord, what is that?" And he said, "I'm turning a new leaf for Jeremy. I'm 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 bringing him into a new season, and it's like when when you turn a new leaf, it's like all um just completely everything falls off of that old leaf and i feel like that i i feel like um what the lord's about to do right now is he's clearing off your plate and he's about to give you a brand new slate and so he's flipping over that leaf and so like everything that was sitting on top of the that one side of the leaf is about to turn on is about to just fall off and he's going to give you a brand new slate to work with and he's going to open up the, the playing fields for you and so that you could begin you have a little bit more freedom to actually um begin to move and uh move about as you need to wow it just got real dark storm clouds started coming in um but the Lord's about to just open this up completely for you and give you a brand new playing field to play with um, where it's going to actually open up the uh, far as where, where you can reach and expand to and where you won't be limited like uh, in any of the ways that you've ever been limited before. And uh, Father, I just pray, let there be increase upon that. Let there be um, just like the ability to reach even further than Jeremy's ever reached before in the name of Jesus, God. Oh, nothing. So, Father, we thank you right now. Thank you for your goodness. I'm in my car outside because that's where I do a lot of my Facebooks unless I'm inside. And then it started raining. So, um... But bless you, Jeremy. Bless you, man. And I still remember that first word I gave you. You know, it's a you're going to find your tribe, Jeremy. You are going to find your tribe. You're going to find where God is fitting you in. And it's it, you've gone from place to place. You've seen different. You've, you're looking for how you fit in right and you know, you, you've tried to fit in in one spot and tried to fit into another, but the Lord's been positioning you and where, 
And it's like almost like where the Lord's almost, um, there's part of it where you have permission to start developing your own tribe of people and begin to build around the vision that God's giving you. Where you've been looking for a vision that you can help build, there's a vision that God's given you and it's, it's important for you to begin to build that thing. Um, and I feel like the Lord's giving you the blueprint, blueprint, not blueprint, um, blueprint for that vision. And it's time for you to really step out into that thing that God's called you out to. Um, and not necessarily, like I get where you want to be a part of other people's visions, but it's really about you establishing the work that God has put inside of you for this season. God's calling you to build. God's saying, listen, Jeremy, will you build, will you build an ark for me? Will you build a giant boat even when no one knows what rain looks like? That's what he did with Noah. He said, Noah, will you build this for me? No one knows what rain is, but will you build this for me? Because when I, when I come, I'm going to give you the strategy. And see, God's saying, Jeremy, will you build this for me? Will you create this thing for me? Whatever. I don't even know what it is. But he's saying, will you do it? Because people don't even know what it is now. But when it comes. And when it's a step, when it's finished, God will move through it. So just. Well, speaking of rain. That's why I haven't gotten out of my car yet. Because it's raining. So I just want to encourage you, Jeremy. Take the step, man. Step out of the boat. You hear the voice of the Lord calling you and take the step. Anyhow. I'm going to hop off of here because I'm going to try to get into my house. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this broadcast today. I hope you are encouraged. Um, I hope that you were blessed. And um, guys, go to sunnydwest.com for any of the other words that I have uh, I have given. You can get my book on sunnydwest.com. If you guys want to sew, PayPal link's right there. PayPal.me backslash WNR. Um, if you want... I don't know, whatever you, if you have questions, message me again, sunnydwest.com for the book or any of the other prophetic words that I've given. Um, and then if you wanted to, sew, paypal.me backslash W N R bless you.